All right. We're diving in. We are diving in to the final section, the final episode of our Matrix. What's it called when there's four? It's not a trilogy. What is it? Qua- a quad? Quadrilogy? Quadrilogy? No. No, that's not it. That's not. I, I don't know what Tril- it's called. Trilogy just works. And there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a fourth one that yeah. came out recently that I have not seen and I have not heard favorable things about. Yeah, it... <laughs> well, I think this is just where, like, if you, if you set your expectations at zero, <laughs> everything's great. And that I, is the lesson we should all take away from this listener. Yes. Set your expectations to zero, and it'll all be great. Hey, everyone, and welcome to What's Up With Money? an ongoing conversation to help make sense of today's financial confusion. I'm Ryan, a writer and millennial who's asking the questions. I'm Ronald, philosopher and financial advisor who's given the answers. From outdated 1980s financial advice to magic social media strategies, we aim to shine a light on what's really helpful, lessen financial anxiety, and better understand money. Thanks for joining our conversation as we ask, What's What's up up with money? money? enjoyed it but i don't watch movies for like you said that so academically i i enjoyed it enjoyed it (laughs) i i thought it was a unique modern take i thought it was clever You, you know these are all this is these are words it's like you're trying to set me up on a date with someone and you know i won't like them exactly and you're and you're you're using words that (laughs) you're trying to paint it and then paint them in a in a favorable light yeah i would you should watch it (laughs) okay take it out for a date wow what and just at least enjoy the meal what a recommendation what a recommendation no it they it's got neil patrick harris in it that i did not know there you go okay he's great okay He's great. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> and that is why you should watch it. NPH is in it and he's great. But I, 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 you're I, so conflicted about I know, this movie. I, I am. Cause it, well, it's not, it's not the, like the first matrix was just like, what am I watching? Like the first matrix like especially in its time it was mind blowing. It was yeah. great. Yeah. So what they do is they pull you back in, but set you up with a different story that makes you go like, oh, oh no, were we just in someone's dream the whole time? No, no. they didn't Doogie Hauser it, is it? I Did they? You know the okay okay. So for those who don't know, the end of Doogie Hauser. I think I, I believe it's this show. Speaking of Speak, Neil Patrick, yep. speaking yeah. of Neil Patrick Harris, uh, is that in the final episode they pan out? I forgot the name of the hospital, but they pan out of the room, out of, and you see the hospital. You're panning up into the sky, up into the clouds, and then out of a snow globe, and you realize, oh no, that the snow globe is being held by a kid with, I think, autism, and so the idea is that this whole show has been in the mind. Of an autistic child, which is like people. I mean, they didn't have the internet the the way they do now. If that happened now, it would be blown up about people would be, it'd be getting scathing reviews from every reviewer. You can't do that to people. You can't. It was, it was terrible. It's like, what it, what is it in the old playwrights where it was like, God just comes down and fixes everything. Yes, day ex machina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was regarded as one of the, it is still regarded as one of the worst endings of any TV show. Now, granted, it is very hard to end a TV show, especially one that has is serialized and goes on for years because yeah. the idea when you create- I'm still it, mad about Lost. There you go. You know, because when you make a show, at least the, the, the American idea of a show is that you want it to go on in, perpetu- in perpetuity. You know, you want to go into syndication, at least 100 episodes. So, like, yeah. you don't really necessarily plan an ending. You just kind of want it to keep going. Yeah. You know what you else want to go into perpetuity? What's that? Your income. Oh, what a segue. 
And that segues us into today's topic, which is something that you blew my mind about, not just about that segue, because that was excellent, sir, but that the other day you mentioned self-made pensions. You mentioned it live on the podcast, and people, listeners heard me be gobsmacked because you've literally, I've never heard this, you've never mentioned this to me before. Well, and that's where it's like, we will bring back different topics that We've mentioned, hey, we should probably talk about that. Correct. This one seemed like a fitting first one to bring back because it took you by surprise. It did. So brilliantly. It did. And, and you know, the title of this one involves um, resurrection, right? Isn't that yep. it? Yep. yep. And so uh, people, a lot of people think pensions are dead. And yet there is something being said, something happening with self-made pensions. Yes. That is kind of resurrecting the idea. Yeah. They're making a comeback. They're coming back from the dead. Which is crazy. Yeah. Because I guarantee, I mean, I can't guarantee anything about listener. I don't know who listener is, but I bet they don't know this. Yeah. Most people don't. Yeah. And that's why I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's bring this one back. Let's bring Neo back from the dead and and hopefully make a better episode than that movie. So uh, I want to start because I am, I am the dum dum in this, in this scenario, you know, or I'll paint it like this. I obviously know what pensions are, but for the listener who may not know what a pension is, do do you know what a pension is? Why don't we go over what exactly pensions are and the myths of what people think pensions are, but they're actually not. Yeah. So a pension essentially was a way that a business would set aside money to take care of its employees after their working years. These began more on the side of clergy, like pastors back in the day. Yes. And military. Those were sort of where it's like, hey, you served, you Yeah, you fought you admirably. Yeah. Yeah. You you preached sermons. I don't know what you know. Very different lines of work. Well, I can see that because, like, with a clergyman, you know, you you I think you do get a salary, but it's very, very small, and, and a lot is kind of taking care. You, you're you're being kind of taken care of when it comes to like day to day, like food yeah. and housing. It's very different than the way it is today. Yeah, and so when you're done being that, it's like, well, you've been doing this for decades. How are you going to live now? So I can see them being yeah. like, well, you did well here. We'll help you. And and it had the idea of like, hey, you served well and you served a long time in something that may not get you financially like yeah <laughs> to, same, to riches same, same with army like yeah. you know like you you put your life on the line literally yeah and you know be, because you're still alive <laughs> yeah you might not have all of your limbs yeah but uh we will now pay for your the rest of your life yeah and yeah. and then other businesses started doing it as and this part of it was people used to work in places for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And there was much more of that stakeholder capitalism idea yep. where it was, hey, thank you. Thank you for helping build this business. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your service. Thank right. you for working in a factory. Thank you for doing sales. Thank you for this or that. It's kind of we, like a loyalty paid with loyalty. Yeah, because yeah. people would stay like, I can't remember if I mentioned it on here, but like my grandfather was a machinist for. You did mention this. Okay, yes. So for Heister, who makes forklifts, mm-hmm. he was a machinist until he retired at 65. I, yeah, I told you about the ring. The ring. The four diamonds. Yeah. Yes, yes. So the the idea was like, he worked there for 40 years. <laughs> like, Which is crazy to think yeah, about today. Uh, yeah. No, so, one, uh, no one today works at one job for more than a decade. Yeah. Let, her, let alone four. Well, and it was part of some of the the fabric and the ethos of like you work for a company, you're loyal to the company, you believe in what they're doing, they treat you well, and they treat you well on the back end. Yeah. And it's it was much more of a reciprocal lifelong type. There's something kind of romantic about that. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. It's it's just this idea of like taking care of each other. Yeah. And so the the general idea that most people have around a pension is that you worked at a place, be it government teacher, you know, fireman, policeman, Mm -hmm. some companies, but you worked there. And then when you retired, they would keep sort of giving you a paycheck in the form of a pension 
that would essentially take care of some, you know, a good chunk of your income needs after your working years right. until you died. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what most people think of. It's just a, it's a paycheck for life after you retire. Right. And so in general, that's how the, that's what pension sort of has become equated with in most people's minds. Okay. So some of the myths of pensions would be that everyone had them, right? There's a feeling there's, I definitely feel it because so many, when you, when people talk about uh, jobs in like the forties and fifties, it's as if everyone had a pension. Yeah. yeah. That's actually a myth. Yeah. So it, it more is probably somewhere in the realm of like, you know, it's declined over time, but I, I think at most based on some of the data I've seen is about 60% of workers had one. Okay. So it wasn't, it wasn't everybody, okay. but 60% is that's, that's a majority. Yeah. That, yeah. and that's monumentally different than today, which is like, it's heading towards like, like it's, yeah, less, it's less than, than 10. 10 yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I think one of the things I said, it's going to be, it's going to be below five very soon. Like mm-hmm. 5% of workers are going to have a pension as Who's, part of their, who still has pensions today. Me. You I, t- I do. You do. <laughs> I do. Uh, of, by yeah. from from your employer, yes, and you, but you generally that's very rare. I was from, gonna, a, from wow. a private company. Wow, that you still have that. Yeah. Um, most of it is centered around government work. Okay, so policemen, firemen, they have pensions. They still have pensions. Okay. Teachers have a pension. Government employees, like state by state, federal pensions, post office workers. Those mm. those are where you normally find them. Okay. In, but not in the private sector. The private sector is very, very slim. Yeah. And in, in many ways, they're just, they've been dumping them since the 70s. Sure. Ever since so, the 401k came about. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, but the myth of, you know, of, of them is just, it's wild because people just don't understand what they actually are. No. Today. No, I don't think you do. The other myth, I think, is that, that, that we were talking about is that they set you up for retirement. Like that is all you need for retirement was the pension. Yeah. And that probably was true at a time when you didn't need a whole lot of income Mm -hmm. because the price of goods and inflation and all that kind of stuff just hadn't, hadn't hit yet. So you could live off of 10,000 a year. You know, yeah. it's like, hey, what's 10000 a year going to do you today? Not much. Not much. Not much. Uh, and so that's where most people got the idea that pensions equaled 100% of income replacement. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of the, the the idea of what they do. But most people, and I have, I have yet to see one, and I've seen fireman pensions, I've seen teacher pensions, I've seen private pensions, I've yet to see one that's a hundred percent income replacement. Right. Well, it's 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 this weird like calculus equation, right? That determines what your pension would be. It's not it's not a one for one. <laughs> it is definitely not a one for one. Yeah, and like I've looked at a few like teacher pensions here in California and been like, <laughs> like I need to go back to college. Like I oh, no. I took advanced calculus. <laughs> like, I I don't even know if I can figure out what what this is because what they'll do is they will have some sort of calculation on your income. Mm -hmm. So for some, it's your, you know, your best 10 years of earning or some, it's your last 10 years. Mm. Some it's an average. Others will look, they'll, like I saw one, it was like, well, we take your lowest two years and your highest two years and we take them out. And then we calculate ba- an average based on the the other years. Oh, interesting. And then, but that's just variable one. Mm. <laughs> and so then variable two is, well, how long did you work? Okay. The more years you worked, the more percentage you get. Yeah. Up, up to like, maybe it's like 80% of whatever that previous calculation was. Sure. If you worked a really, really long time. And then they'll look at, well, how many hours a week were you working your last five years? Were you full-time? Were you part-time? What role did you have? And so like there, there starts to be all these different variables with them that make them very hard to calculate. Yeah. And it, it basically goes from thinking, oh, it's 100% income replacement to, nope, 
we just got 10% off. Nope, nope, another five, another yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. And so then it, it slowly starts to kind of decline. Those equations do kind of feel like the, the company being like, okay, how, how much can we shave off <laughs> giving you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, and it's, there's part of it that's, you know, if you think about all of the teachers in California, if you think about trying to provide them a cost of, you know, stand, basic standard of living, for the rest of their life, that's a lot of money. <laughs> There's a lot of money. And so that's where it has to be. It's a very big thing that has to be run very, very well in order to make that happen. Because mm -hmm. you actually have to have the money <coughs> to pay them for the rest of their life. Right. And I think that probably gets into one of the other myths kind of combined. But that most people think that pensions are just kind of like, just given to them. Yeah. But I don't know that I've seen a pension where there isn't some sort of... You have to con contribute to yeah, it. Yeah, con a contribution of some sorts. Yeah, yeah, You know, you find that a lot with, like, union pensions. That's another group that people... If you're yes, in a union, yes. you normally unions have a pension. still have pensions, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But most people are not in unions. Um, I know, yeah. And Even so, though right now there's a lot, you know, it's, it's you know, like we said before, it's hot labor summer. But yep. so we're seeing a lot of unions pop up. Yeah. Yeah. And so well, most people don't realize that they're probably contributing to their pension in some way, shape, or form. Sure. To the It's like coming out of their paycheck, but yeah. they don't because they because they don't physically see their paycheck, it gets like automatically yeah. deposited. And there's yeah. fee like union fees and there's all these other ways that sort of create funding sources. Your taxes create funding sources. My taxes create funding sources yeah. for you know, teachers. Well, that's how in LA there's IATSE, which is a huge union, which covers a breadth of under the line workers. And when I say oh, below the line, for those who don't know, below the line refers to like grips and those who work in, in lighting and those who do makeup and like all, all those types of jobs. And, and there's, there, that's just, I, I just dipped my toe in the water of, of, of the workers and in Hollywood that like, IOTC covers, oh. but they, all those workers do technically get residuals on, if I have this correct, I might be incorrect, but from what I've learned, they all do get residuals on the content that they work on, but that residual goes into the pension fund. It okay. goes into the retirement fund yeah. for IOTC. Uh, so they don't, they don't see it immediately. They see it when they when when they retire yeah. that's when that's when that's when it's actualized for them got it yeah yeah so and that's that's really important because that gets into this other myth that all of these pensions have to be funded from somewhere but most people believe that pensions are like 100% guaranteed yeah and what's been happening over the past 20 years is that has become more and more unstable mm -hmm. <laughs> and most people don't understand. They think that their pension is guaranteed and it's like, oh, I'll get this. And it's like, well, no, most people only get their pension if the funding is, is appropriate. Right. And what pensions essentially, one part of pensions is a wealth transfer of younger people to older people. But that, that's because as we fund the pension fund, money's going out. And in, in a lot of cases right now, more money is going out of the pension funds across and the board than is coming in. Well, this goes into another thing I've heard is that uh, many pensions are underfunded. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's crazy. Like, I think I sent you an article and I was like, just read these two pages. I don't know. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. But it's in and it was like 2012, the California state pension was underfunded by like a third which is and, crazy. And and so if you think about what what are the options then to fund that? Like how does how does it get billions of dollars into it in order to fund future obligations? Yeah. And then you look at some states 50% plus underfunded. Like that that's just, crazy. It just doesn't it doesn't work. No. And it's it's similar to like some of the thinking that people have with like social security. It's underfunded, people think. And Is that just a through. mismanagement of funds? Like the government using what should be for pensions toward other things? Is that is that how is that where that comes about? It could be part of it, but it's more it more has to do with so I guess we can get into some of the details on like so what happens with the pension fund is money goes in. Yeah. And it's designed to grow 
to fulfill all the obligations. Is does it grow like from the market? They're in the market. Okay, they're yeah, in the market. Yeah, and they usually usually well, yeah, we t- we talked about we learned this with with mutual funds from the Wall Street bets GameStop situation that a lot of those mutual funds that were affected yep. by that um even though they were getting shisted uh, or not sh- I shouldn't say shisted but like you know, like these guys, these these diamond hands were like playing them in yeah. a way. We're screwing the hedge funds. We're screwing the hedge funds. But those hedge funds, some of those hedge funds like manage pension funds. Exactly. Like yeah. government pension funds. Government pension Teacher funds. Teacher pension funds. Teacher pension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so because oftentimes what happens in with, with these large, large, large pension funds. Yeah. If you think about like the pension fund for California teachers is enormous. I don't yeah. even know how big it is. But you that require that. Because that essentially is like, here's an account worth billions of dollars. Who's, yeah. who's going to manage it? Right. That's where normally they will turn to a private hedge fund to run that and, and strategically invest it so that it stays stable. Because mm-hmm. hedge funds, the theory about hedge funds is that they're designed hopefully to mitigate risk mm-hmm. and increase upside. Mm-hmm. And... Whether or not they do that <laughs> uh, remains to be seen. But but that's that's the idea. You need you need a high powered private sort of manager yeah. on that. And so as we have market downturns or as different businesses go belly up or things like that, has dramatic effect on those pension funds. Right. And then if the funding isn't there, if more money's going out than coming in then that also creates a drag on the pension fund. And that's where when we have people living longer, <laughs> needing more money. Yeah. Well, uh, that's what we've been seeing, right? Because a lot of, I feel like a lot of, you sent me another article all about annuities. And it's like it's like these organizations that handle all this, these, these, these companies are like having to like recalculate because- yeah people are living way longer yep. than they used to yeah. due to modern medicine. Yeah. And so if you were trying to pay someone out for 10 years, that's a very different calculation than if it's 25. Yeah. Or 30. Or 30. Yeah. Or, or more. Or more. Yeah. yeah. So For sure. Because um, like my grandmother is still collecting the pension of my grandfather from Heister. Yeah, sure. She, you know, we're now worth 30 years, 30 years in, basically. Yeah, that's crazy. And- so, but again, it's a myth that pensions are guaranteed, yeah. even though that's sort of part of the game for a lot of, a lot of people and a lot of people are banking on them, but it's not as stable and guaranteed a thing because what's happening is people that are retiring now are getting, they're getting in at the right time yeah. before the fund is so depleted that right. it can't fulfill the obligations. And so that yeah. also creates strain on these pension funds in ways that as they're fulfilling obligations more and more. Right. And people, like, people are, I mean, not to be crass, but like the older ones aren't dying off while the younger ones, I, when I say younger, I mean those 65. Yeah. Like they're coming in. And so there's not a proportionate Wait, So like when, <laughs> if you're 45 and you're waiting to 60, yeah. In 15 years, a lot of people are going to be drawing out of that thing yeah. at an exponentially higher sure. and higher rate that's so going to create drag. When that payout that you're expecting, it might not yeah. be there, or at least in the way you thought it would be, if not at all. Well, yeah. and then that's where the fancy calculation comes in based off of looking at all the factors and being like, well, the pension can pay you this much. Yeah. And a lot of people, I think, are getting more surprised by, by that. Well, it's like, so, I mean, it's like social security, right? Like yeah. people are getting more surprised with, and with 401ks, like again, when, you know, not to belabor, not to, you know, beat a dead horse about the 201k joke, but like when 08 hit, you know, all of these things that people have counted on yeah. in retirement, it's just showing where all the leaks are, where all the yeah, holes are. Exactly. Yeah. And all of these things have different leaks and holes yeah that i think just really require people to be really aware sure really understand what's what's going on because if you're banking on something being there and i well this gets into maybe another myth of like all pensions are full income replacement it's just not true 
And but a lot of people believe because their company has told them they have a pension that that's what that means. Yeah. And I've seen a bunch that are built, and this is much more on the private side, but they're built and it's like, well, you've got a hundred thousand dollars built up in this account. So you can turn, you can, this can be your pension and it'll give you 350 bucks a month. People are like, what? <laughs> like, I thought I had a pension. And it's yeah. like, no, you do have a pension, but it's this. <laughs> yeah. And and then they're like, what am I supposed to do with that? I yeah. thought it would be income. Right. And then it's 350 bucks a month, 500 bucks a month. Just yeah. stuff that just doesn't go very far. And there's like a, you know, I feel like there's some type of philosophical question as to like, is that, is, it's, it's obviously more of the fault, I feel like, of the of the company who like, because like they set an expectation, but is it also partly fault of the employee for not realizing or not doing their own research as to what it's kind of like, you know, like there's, I feel like there are parts to be like, well, you, you, you know, I, I can see both sides yeah. of that one. It's not, it's not fair. It's not fun. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying one way or the other, but like, it sucks either way. Well, know? yeah, it, and, and I think this is just where with everything, it really requires being extra careful and not yeah. assuming, having someone to actually look over it with you yeah. that understands what they're looking at and then really understanding like, okay, I equate pension with full income replacement when I yeah. retire. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then see, that's why I think it's so easy for people to be mindless about money is yeah. and it because, and this goes beyond just pensions, but that you don't want to hear bad news no. <laughs> about your money no. and you'd rather kind of be in the dark and hope and be like, Nope, what I'm doing is good. And so I can see it's, it's very uncomfortable yeah. to have someone be with you as you like dive into your finances and have someone kind of poke the holes into it and, and show you where things aren't good. It's a very unsettling, like ground shaking moment. Yeah. And so I can see why people don't do that, but you know, to, you know, our whole our whole ethos about this podcast is mindfulness. So it's all about like being aware and active yeah. in understanding, Yeah, you know, like, you know, if there's a listener who has a pension, who hasn't looked into it, who hasn't sat down with someone, maybe this is a wake up call to be like, I should check in. Yeah. You know, and yeah. make sure. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's just really important. Like I told someone today, I believe financial anxiety is less about the number in your account and more about the fact that you're doing it alone. Yeah. Than, than anything. For sure. Whether that's yeah. in, with your spouse or your significant other, friends or an yes. actual professional. Having a teammate, whether it be a spouse or a professional, really helps alleviate a lot of that burden. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, I think, a, just a, a call to don't do it alone. Like, no, especially yeah. if you've got a pension or have access to a pension, please make sure you understand what yours actually is because every single one of them is different. The yeah. structure is different. The payouts are different. The context of you is different than the yep. context of someone else in your company. Yep. Like, it's just, it's just so, again, it's uncomfortable and it might feel sticky. Yeah. And icky, but it, you will thank yourself in the long run. Yeah. If you do it. Okay. We're going to take a break and talking about the wild world of annuities and <laughs> pensions <laughs> to discuss mindfulness by Ellen J. Langer. We were just off the mic talking about the chapter of creative uncertainty. Yeah. And this one is, this one is so fascinating. Very fascinating. In this chapter, they go over a study where they gave people objects and gave very definitive de definitions about it. They were yep. like, this is a hairdryer. This is an extension cord. This is a dog's chew toy. This is a great podcast. This is a great podcast. And then, uh, and then they took a different group and showed the same objects and were like, this could be a hairdryer. It could be an extension cord. 
It could be a dog's chew toy. It could be a great podcast. <laughs> and how by by reframing it as a definitive to a possibility, it made the subjects think about other uses yeah. for that object. And and they, they go over the dog's chew toy, which is made of rubber. And the subjects were like, oh, this could be used as an eraser. And, and, and various other... Uh, I, I, I don't want to go into the, the, the details of the book. You should read it. But like in, into other uses for these different objects. And yeah. it just kind of, it opens your mind to the objects that are around you, the things that you experience and the label that you give it. And it reminds me of early in the book. It's like, she talks about a story where someone comes to your house and is like, I will give you a million dollars if you can give me a two foot by eight foot plank of wood. And the person's like, shoot, I don't have that. And they're like, oh, sorry. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, someone comes to that person is like, well, you could just, why don't you just give them your door? And you're like, shoot. Yeah. My door is a two foot, foot by eight, eight foot, foot plank of wood. wood. Yeah. And it's because to you, the door is the door. It yeah. is not a plank of wood. Yep. And it's just that idea of like, and this can totally be applied to, to finance. Where in the financial world, where so many people talk about things in such rigid ways. Yes. Three to six month emergency plan. Yes. And no and debt. No. Yes. Exactly. There are these rules to live by. Max your Roth. Yeah. Totally. And it's like, okay, I'll, keep, I'll just keep throwing them in. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. No, no, no. I love it. I love it. And it's just like, wait a minute. Like, okay, this could be. I could use this as a three to six month emergency fund, or this could be what I need right now. This could be a retirement this account. This could be a retirement account, but could this also be something else that I could use now that I also need now? Or yeah. could this be an enormous tax liability? Or yeah. whatever, whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it just kind of like that exercise really like helps unlock your brain into that mindfulness mindset of like looking at the world looking at the objects that you encounter every day and trying to find something new about it yeah well i i mean i think it's great for finance and i've like working in operations and like in different environments where all of a sudden you've got a problem and you got to solve it with just what you've got yeah like we were like i mentioned last time we were in washington dc and we were at the air and space museum cool and Oddly enough, my kids really like Apollo 13, the movie. Yeah, of course. It's a great movie. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's great. And But they have like a replica of like the makeshift air filter. Oh, the sure. The square that they had to put in a round hole. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's like, there's ways that you could be like, and you see it like in the movie where, where it's like, it's square, but it's supposed to be round. Yeah. <laughs> like does not compute yeah but it's like no if you go no what it could be it could yes. be round <laughs> this yeah. square thing could be round it opens it just opens up i mean I, yeah that, i mean that's so great about like the sciences i find is that you think of science as so like definitive yeah and and there's a lot of equations in science and those equations are like that's science that, that that's math like math is math you can't yeah you can't fudge math but like there's also such ex exploration in science and so, like like NASA especially especially in, in 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 you know in the Apollo missions when they were getting to the moon there was a lot of figuring it out yeah you know and it's it's kind of amazing that story of like square peg round hole that's a great example of like looking at an object and being like well what else could it be how could it help yeah. our how could that help our current situation which i think is also very financially applicable yeah, and that's where I think people don't leverage people that know really good stuff and really creatively know how to use different things in different ways. Yeah. And I think TikTok and Instagram are showing us in bite size, sometimes not the most helpful, like, yeah. this could be this. It could be this. It's sort of opening up. And then you also have the other stuff that's like, it only is this. Like, yeah. It is definitive. I mean, that, that's, I mean, we make fun of TikToks a lot on this podcast, rightfully so, because there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of crazy stuff out there, but there's also a lot of great stuff out there, yeah. not, not just in finance, but in, in, in any topic. And, and it's really the beautiful thing about TikTok, what, however you think about it, whatever your opinion is, it does get people thinking. 
in a different way and exposes you to a lot of different ideas. Yeah. It's why you need to not be fixed about TikTok. TikTok's bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. TikTok could be bad. It could be bad or it could, could be, be good. It could be good. And, yeah. But I, I think there's something so simple. And I think that's what I love about this book. It, It's all so stupidly simple. Yeah. Like, oh, it could be a hammer. It could be another thing. Yeah. It could be. You know, what's so like, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm right now. I'm working on a pre-K show and I'm in development of like for my job and, and it's, it is an audience of four year olds and we are, that's exactly what we are working with right now is the idea of play and like what things could be, yeah. you know, and, and how like kids, a four year old could take a very simple object and turn it into anything. Yeah. But as when you become an adult, that very simple object gets defined of what it is. Yeah. And you kind of lose that sense of wonder, which is, is it's tragic. And so it's like that, I, what we're, the, this book is kind of bringing back that sense of wonder, yeah. of mindfulness, of being like, well, what else could this be? You know? I remember the first time I read it, and I, I like to think of myself as a creative person, but in this in this way but i started thinking about like an exercise i did was like how many things in my house do i use for a purpose other than their quote unquote specific purpose right. like how many ways have i used a fork yeah for something other than forking my food yeah <laughs> or you know like i've seen some i've actually seen forks can help you hang a painting i've seen it yeah it's great i mean it's like and and so what happens if you're like and and we've done some exercises at home of like all right, let's do this. Let's build this thing. Yeah. All right, we're going to go to the dollar store and look for a bunch of dollar items that like oh, that's so look fun. like they could be the thing. Yeah. And I have all the cardboard creations to, to prove it. That's a fun exercise. But it's like, man, when you open your mind, it's like, okay, yes, that is a cup. But it also kind of looks like R2-D2's head. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> totally. And then it's like, oh. Yeah. Like, and, the, and, and what starts to happen with that is the same thing that can start to happen for people with finance. Yeah. Where if you get outside of rigid being told this only does one thing to a broader world yeah. with help and people that understand it, man, it can really expand. Yeah your financial situation. Yeah, it's crazy. And I, I know there might be, you know, l you know, listener out there who doesn't really think that they have that ability, but I stand by the idea that everyone has a creative juice in them. Yeah. It, it just takes a little exercise and, yeah. and, and a little, you have to, you have to be a little comfortable with getting uncomfortable about it, but you can, you do have that capability of, of looking at something and, and seeing, finding something new about it. Yeah. You know? And, and I think with, with finance, it's just so important to like really know what you're doing because as we're talking about in this episode, this could affect the rest of your life. Yeah. Yep. And so that idea of like being getting a little scary with it and like trying to really figure out what something could be or what or realizing what it can't be or yeah. realizing what it's not doing and what it could do like that that is all those are all mental mental exercises that I know is very as I said on this podcast is very uncomfortable to do. But it's also very important. Yeah. And it helps you grow as an individual, I think. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I just keep standing by this book. It's like, it's, it's an all-time classic in my mind. Yeah. If Again, this is the third week now we're talking about it. If you have not picked it up, please do. Mindfulness by Ellen Jane J. Langer. We have the 20, I'm holding the 25th anniversary edition. So the fact that it's been around for over 25 years and still hitting hard should tell you something. Yes. It slaps. Isn't that <laughs> what you said? It does. It slaps. Well, this is where there's hope because most people are in the bucket of not having a pension. Yeah. And this is where people are like, there's a self-made pension? Self-made pension. So what is that? This segues us into the next thing I was going to actually ask about is who these companies ask to manage their pensions. 
Yeah, so the, it's such an interesting thing, and I didn't quite get this like a decade ago. Like mm-hmm. I heard my grandfather had a pension. I was like, cool. Yeah. I, Heister, the company, is paying him money. Heister is such a funny name. I know. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> Maybe that's why I thought of the word shyster. Maybe, earlier. yeah. I, put, I implanted. <laughs> yeah. Through the matrix, I planted that into that's your so mind. That's so funny. Uh, so what happens is, so we mentioned that big pension fund. So imagine a big bag of money that's being managed. Mm-hmm. Money's coming in, it's growing, but also money's going out. So the most efficient and effective way for a pension fund to pay lifetime income to somebody is to buy an income annuity, which is what they do. Mm -hmm. So they will call a large insurance company and say, we have so-and-so, we owe them X dollars for the rest of their life. Go. How much do we need to throw into it? How much do we need to give you in a lump sum to cover that? Yeah. Guaranteed because a pension fund itself can't guarantee income the same way a large life insurance company can Mm. through income annuities, through the way they specifically do that piece. And they do that piece better than anybody else on the planet. And that's why every pension fund is essentially an annuity. It's wild. And social security operates as an annuity. Crazy. Like there, and, and it's just something that people don't, quite understand no why would they, they were, oh, yeah, no, yeah. no one taught yeah. them about no 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 yeah and you never see it or experience and you don't go like here's your annuity right no, it's your yeah. pension here's your check <laughs> you know and so what happens then is because it's a whole lot cheaper for the pension fund to cut one check that theoretically is smaller than what they would have to pay out sure so okay so so to so to clarify, what you're saying is that the company mm-hmm. will write one giant check. Yep. Give that to the insurance company. Yep. Be like, put this in an annuity for this this individual over here. Yep. For their pension. Yep. And that insurance company will be like, awesome, we got it. And they will then use that and 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 grow it. And and now while that's happening, does there's that big check, but does that include like if if the if the if the employee is just contributing, like, do they still contribute or do when, they, once you once? So it's known as annuitize. Annuitize. <laughs> so that's what happens. Like, so if you you when you annuitize, it just means annual. Okay, that's sort of the old roots. It's ancient Roman. So once stuff. a year, the company will write a check. No. Oh, once a year, like essentially every year, you're getting paid. Oh, got the rest it. of your life. Got it. Got it. Got it. That's, got it, got it. that's sort of the old, how they kind of came to be called. Well, what that. I'm asking is about is about putting giving the money to the life insurance company. So yeah. Like, so the the pension fund will cut a check for let's say you get let's say you get fifty grand a month of or fifty grand a year of income okay. for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. They'll call up and so you'll have this billion dollar hedge fund. Okay. Billion dollar pension fund that's being run. They'll say, okay, well, in order to do that for that person, given today's statistics, we need 1.1 million. So the com- the pension fund will cut a check for 1.1. Oh, okay. So if, 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 if what I am understanding is that when you retire, that is when the company cuts the check. Yes. And that's when the annuity is opened up. The annuity is opened up and then they offset because for the pension fund, this is again how pooled resources and offsetting risk because insurance companies do a much better job of that side of things in knowing how risk works, offsetting risk and being like, they can manage this better and give you a better payout for less money than if they were to try and do it systematically on their own. Plus it offloads the labor of paying out. Like if you had like a thousand people retire a year, Pension fund doesn't they like they're not like how do they figure out how to do right. that? Like sure. it's easier just to outsource that to do people that do it the best. Yeah. And then they handle it from there. That's so fascinating. So I didn't I didn't realize that So when you are working, let's say you're back in nineteen forty and you were working for Heister. Yep. And you are contributing with your paycheck to your pension fund, right? You're just giving the company money. 
back. The company's paying you and part of your paycheck goes back to the company. And they're like, great, you're contributing. Yeah. And then your pension isn't technically even created until no. you're like, hey, I'm 65. It's been real. I'm leaving. Well, that's that. And this is a, you just brought up a really good point that I don't think people think of. Like, do you, you were baby with Enron. <laughs> but like, you have all of these companies where it's like, oh, the pension fund's gone. Yeah. It's because the pension fund is property of the, the company. It's company right. assets. Well, yeah, that's what I'm realizing right now. And, yeah. And, and so that also like it, I like to believe that we're better as people than some of these horror stories, but sure. like pension funds can go like essentially get obliterated. Yeah. Just like and, that. And you saw that with these different companies where yeah. they had these large funds, but it was so corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, I don't want people to think that that's how it all works because I don't think that's normal. And there's a lot yeah, of, not everyone's Enron, not everyone's Enron, Yeah, but that's where you had people all of a sudden at the end be like, there's no pension. Mm -hmm. Like, no, the company's dead. All their assets are gone. Like that thing you were hoping for it van it vanished. Cause there's no money in. Yeah. The pension still exists, but there's no money in the pension. <laughs> So it can't pay you anything. It's worthless. Yeah. And and yeah. so that's that's also sort of some of the uh, you know, some of the the weirdness. Yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, yeah. I, I am this is what I'm learning now. So the, uh another thing about pensions is that you can pick out the structure of how they pay out. Yeah, so oftentimes so in most pension paperwork what people don't realize is they're basically looking at annuity paperwork, annuity payout paperwork. That's so, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. So a pension is just an annuity is what we're coming to. It's an income annuity. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Because the, the payout side of it is an annuity. The growth of the fund is, you know, a big investment fund. And then it's just called a pension. Yeah. So what happens is you'll get different ways you can get paid out. So you can get paid out, and they're all just basic income annuity payout structures because you can self make one mm -hmm. and just do the exact same thing yourself. Yeah. We'll get to that in a sec, but it's like, Hey, we'll pay you for your life only. That's one option. Sometimes that'll have a higher payout rate because it oftentimes could be shorter than a different one. So we can use less money and pay you more. But if you die, your spouse doesn't get anything. Mm. You can take a little bit less and we'll pay you, and then if you die, we'll keep your paying your spouse. Well, does the spouse get the exact same, or does she get a little bit less? It's the exact same. Exact same. Okay. Exact same. Cool. So that's usually how those are structured, and you'll see like there's significant. There's a difference. I'm sure. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. now we're now we're paying you out for two lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it it's just it's just the way it kind of has to be when you mathematically <laughs> right, think right, about right. like the rather, money and stuff. Yeah, because we're gonna pay you. You know, it, it's like, all right, we'll pay out until one person dies or we'll pay out until two people die. Yeah. And because of that, there's an odds that one is going to live longer than the other. Yeah. 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 And, and the idea is, is there, if you look at it, that's a surprise for some people because in some cases it could be like a 25 or 30% reduction. That's a big number. That's a big chunk. And so depending on what yours is, yeah. that could be. That could be significant. Yeah, you might decide one way or the other based on that. Yeah. But it's also like taking Social Security early. If you take Social Security early, you get less money, but you get it for a lot longer. The same thing here. It's mm. like, okay, you might, depending on what else you've got going on, it could be more financially advantageous to take the two-life you and right. you know surviving spouse. Interesting. Because you'll get more money theoretically in the yeah. long run. And then, and there's a few others that, you know, like you can have some of them set up for like guaranteed periods. So like we'll pay you for 10 years, no matter mm -hmm. what happens. And so even if you died in like year one, we'd still pay the full pension for 10 years. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. there, there's a bunch of different ones like that, depending. Is that so to your spouse though? Yeah. To whomever your. Oh, to whoever the benefactor is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So interesting. But essentially it, for ease, you get, and you can get a lump sum though also, right? That's what I've... Well, with some private pensions, yeah, they'll offer you... Even some other ones, they'll... Like a lot of a lot of people, like a lot of teachers don't know in California that they might actually have two pensions running simultaneous. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like this is just where it just... Oh my gosh. It gets really complicated. Teacher, listener, check this out. Yeah. I mean, we don't pay you well now, but we can try and take care of you long term, but... 
Wow. It, but then they'll have one that's like, hey, here's here's a smaller amount. It's like a supplement. Yeah. And a lot of private pensions look sort of similar to this, where it's like you'll be putting some money away or contributing, or the, the company will be contributing on your behalf. And usually those end up being smaller. Mm. So they'll say like, hey, you just retired. Here's what you've built up in your specific account. Here's what you're entitled to. And they might right. say like $80,000 or $111,000. And it's usually Very not. specific. Yeah, it's usually, there's usually some sort of contribution component where they've been funding these things for a time. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is they'll, they'll send you your specific statement. Yeah. Said, here's what you're entitled to. And then they'll have options. You can take that whole thing as a lump sum and put it in your own retirement account. Okay. So in general, that's usually what I recommend with that. Because then you really because like you have more control? You just get you get a chunk of money because when you invest however you wish. Yeah, because then if you look at the payout rates on those things, they'll be like this. You can choose one of these options and it'll pay you six hundred a month. Mm. And for some, they might need that. Yeah. And but they're not like, we'll pay you your salary off of this hundred grand. No, it, right. it doesn't work that way. So that's where it's like, okay, depending on the person's situation, it might be better to bring that in and, and put it in a different vehicle. Put it either put it in a different vehicle, invest it and grow it. Yeah. Until it's time to then take some money from it. Sure. But interesting. But in general, those ones are very surprising for people because they're they're a whole lot small. They're like pension, six hundred a month. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's it just because it's a different type of structure that was built a certain way. That then yes, they will yeah. pay you, and then they have the same because it's the yeah. same thing. Here's the annuity options for yes. you. Again, why it's important to know what you're getting into. Yep. Exactly. Yes. So. So, uh, this now brings us into the idea of the self, the self main pension. So we just learned what pensions can be. Yep. So how do we make that happen for the individual? So for everyone, uh, an annuity, they're all income annuities. Right. The income annuity this, yeah. is this ancient thing where people would exchange, they'd give a banker a lump sum of money mm-hmm. and then that banker essentially would guarantee and pay them out because the banker could do a better job of investing the money, growing it in exchange for guaranteed monthly annual payout, whatever the payout structure was. Sure. So much better than probably you could do on your own, Mm. but you usually have to give up the money (laughs) in exchange for that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, there's people that are like, I don't like income annuities because you have to give up the money. There's other people that Is that because it's not liquid? You can't... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and so some people are like, don't give up that liquidity. Yeah. And other people are like, but I need the money. Yeah. So it's this it's this dance. That's where it's like you have to really know if it's appropriate for you in your situation. Sure. This is where so, context comes back in. But yeah. everybody on the planet has access, if they can fund it, to an income annuity. Like, there's no real restrictions other than do you have money? <laughs> yeah. And because insurance, and they're all... An annuity today is an insurance product. It's a life insurance product. And so if you go to, let's say you go to like a Fidelity. Okay. And you look up annuities. They don't actually do annuities because they don't do life insurance side of things. They use a large life insurance company. Right. That for all their annuities. Right. Because. That's who does it. That's who does it. Yeah. Yeah. And so. They know they're professional at it. They know how to do it. They've been doing it for years. Because it's, it's a very, the investment space in like the stock market and bond market is very different than the life insurance market. Oh yeah. They're, they're two completely different different. games that take two very different skill sets and require different things. But what people can do is they can take portions of their retirement savings. This is where when people look at their retirement income with their social security, if they get some and then there are other stuff and going like, okay, what are my income needs? Yeah. How much do I want that to be guaranteed to come in for the rest of my life? Yeah. And then that's where, that's where I think good planning will sort of not throw all eggs into like income annuity basket. No, yeah. You don't want all your eggs in one basket. And then, but you'll want some, because in some cases, I, I think we've mentioned, but 
traditional wisdom says you can take out around 4% of your the, money. There is the 4% rule, yeah. And, so, and that can go up or down. There's different thoughts. Some people think it's less. Some people think it's a little more. Some of it depends on what's going on in the market, right. if you can take it or not. But with an income annuity, you can peel off a portion of your retirement savings and give it over to an insurance company. And there's different ways so that you're not completely out. Yeah. Uh, you can get some money back if you die early for your beneficiaries or things like that. There's yeah. a lot of different pieces to it. But essentially what happens is they're not going to give you a paycheck for life. And usually that payout rate is much greater than the 4% rule. And it's guaranteed for life. There's no risk. You're getting that check no matter what's happening in the world. Yeah. As opposed to if everything's still in the market and the market's down, you can't take money. No, yeah. And so that's where that's where putting these puzzle pieces together and that's where people make their own yeah. pension. So so what so again, this is all about context though, right? Because we're talking about how like you are you're giving money to an insurance company that's not liquid. You can't touch it presently. Yeah. But it's for you in the future. And in the future, you'll be able to take out more than that 4% rule is what, is what I'm hearing. There's, yeah, well, there's different, yeah, this, I mean, we might get too deep. We don't, we, we don't get too into the weeds here. But, but essentially at retirement, you can decide to turn money into income for the right. rest of your life, guaranteed. So what are a few things that people can think about that make annuities the correct move for them? A lot of it has to do with some of the guarantees that life insurance companies can provide mm -hmm. that traditional like stock investment and like, like most IRAs don't have any guarantees. Mm. Like if you, and it's, it's funny. And I ask people like, Oh, so you have one of those, what guarantees do they offer you with your account? Yeah. Oh, fees. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, and yeah. so there, there's, there's a trade off like, because yeah. usually with, certain types of annuities you can you might pay a little bit more in fees or give up some <laughs> benefits as a bad joke of like they're not guarantees they're, they're guaranteed fees, fees. <laughs> yeah there you go oh my gosh yes <laughs> it's really bad but really bad and a lot of them have different structures and you know there's you know most people that i talk to usually just think of annuities as like the traditional income annuity you give a chunk of money and you never see it again right in exchange for a paycheck but like the annuity universe is its own kind of like complex yeah, sounds like it. deal. Yeah. And there are a bunch of different ways you can build them, but they also bring in the guarantee side because life insurance companies primarily work off of guarantees mm. and want to establish guarantees yeah. in exchange for, you know, whatever the, whatever the relationship. Well, there's is. a trust there, right? Yeah. 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 And they, they're essentially designed to fulfill obligations. Right. And so they want to do that and do that well. And that's why most most highly reputable life insurance companies carry like some of the highest credit ratings. Some of them have higher credit ratings than the US government <laughs> right now, which is interesting to it think is about. Very interesting. Most of them have higher credit ratings than most banks. Yeah. And wow. and so that's where it starts being like these these people know how to manage money very, very well yeah. and provide guarantees in ways that other places that are more on the investment side yeah. just just can't because it's in the market. You can't guarantee anything no, that's in the market. No, you cannot guarantee a dang thing in the market. And so life insurance companies are built in such a way that they can even give you market participation with guarantees, mm -hmm. but it's not free, <laughs> you know? like So that's like... Yeah. So that's where it's the give and take. And that's where like for different people, like some people really like guarantees. Yeah. A guarantee is fantastic. Yeah. And and some people are like, all right, I'm willing to give up maybe a half a percent of growth for guarantees. Sure. And other people are like, I don't want that at all. Like yeah. let it ride. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, to the moon. And so that's that's where it's really important in in planning on these different things right. and there's different, there's different ways. But one of the things that people sometimes forget is every annuity is retirement money. So every annuity then gets folded into the 59 and a half right. type stuff. So okay. they're um, pretty fun. <laughs> they sound, they sound like a blast in a glass is what I'll say. Another thing that people might have to think about is a need for guaranteed income. 
in post working years? Yeah, it's the two the two biggest fears, and it's hard for people that are younger to think about this, but the two biggest fears that retirees have is will they run out of money mm-hmm. and do they have enough money coming in to maintain any sort of standard of living? Sure. And so that's where oftentimes when you get to that phase of life, these sometimes these things become very attractive because it's like, I don't want to stress about a 2008 stock crash. Right, yeah. With my nest egg. Yeah. Like I would much, I'm better off with most of it coming guaranteed. Yeah. That I don't have to worry about money. And the interesting thing, they there's a few studies out there that people that actually have these, the more guaranteed income that they have coming in, the better quality of retirement life they have. They end up, they actually spend more money. Yeah. They actually do more things. Even if the, even if their actual like level of like quality of life and and level of income is Mm -hmm. the same, you have a person making 50 grand a year in retirement and another person making 50 grand a year in retirement. The one that has more guaranteed money coming in is having way more fun. Look, from my point of view, we all know I don't like the market. (laughs) The, the annuity is sounding golden. Yeah. Like that guarantee is like, yes, sign me up, please. Yeah. I will, I will take that. Yeah. I'll, I'll sacrifice half a percent if it means I don't have to worry. Yeah. Like that sounds fantastic. And that, and that's kind of sometimes how I'll frame it is like, this is a worry cost. Yeah. Like how much is it worth to you to not have worry? Yeah. And, and for many people, it's like they pay more than a half a percent. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Especially you know? if they are like, really dependent <laughs> yeah. on that yeah, and, and are like leaving the workforce, leaving income and, and entering a different phase of life that becomes very, very important. Yeah. But it's also where, you know, not all of them are created equal, not all providers sure. and companies are yeah, provide yeah. are equal, not all have the high credit ratings and the, mm-hmm. the ability to fulfill their obligations no matter what. Yeah. And that's, that's why you partner with a, with a good one, yeah. Well, you know, we're kind of we're we're kind of nearing the end here. Was there anything else you wanted to when it comes to self my pension? Was there was there any other points you really wanted to hit on before we go into our um, penny for your thoughts? Well, I thought about a penny for your thoughts. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, I my penny for your thoughts is there are ways to create guaranteed income for the rest of your life after your working years. Yeah. In a way that people don't quite know. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully this just sort of opens the idea that, yeah, there are things out there that can do that for you. Yeah. You don't necessarily need your job. Mm. You can use your 401k that you're saving in to then transition some of that into guaranteed income for the rest of your life. Yeah, they're They're not, it's not one of those things I recommend for everyone or that makes sense for everyone. Just like, there's no financial thing on the planet that I recommend for everyone. Yeah. As opposed to other folks out there yeah. that think you just do this one thing and you're you're good. So it's really about knowing what's what's a value to you, what you need, mm-hmm. what makes the most sense, yeah. and then working with somebody to help you figure that out because it's yeah it's complicated. Yeah. Because yeah. My annuity knowledge is vast (laughs) i was just i was just gonna say i feel like we just scratched the surface i feel like we're gonna have to revisit this topic and another episode if not another series yeah i I had thought about a series on annuities yeah because this is fascinating to me yeah personally like i said to someone who doesn't like the market because of how volatile and chaotic it can be like an annuity sounds well i'm great. gonna i'm gonna leave us on another annuity cliffhanger like you had Ooh. with the self-made pension yeah and then we wrap it up okay do it so there are ways to have your money retirement money invested in the market in a way that whatever the highest value it ever gets to is what we will pay you if you die so even if let's say you built your annuity and it's two hundred thousand dollars and uh-huh. it's two thousand eight yeah. And it goes to $100,000 of value because it's in the market. Yeah. And you died. You're getting $200,000. What? That's crazy. I mean, talk about a guarantee. That's wild. That And that is Penny for Your Thoughts. <sighs> we will leave you with that. What a way to end it. 
Thanks for listening to What's Up With Money. We'll continue our conversation in the next episode. But until then, please subscribe to rate and review the show. Giving a rating or review helps other people find the show. So if you like what you're hearing and you want others to hear it too, please give us a rating, share us on social media, or both. Reviews are also where you can leave us questions. So if you have any financial questions for us, please leave them in the review. We may answer it on the show. We love questions. We'll be back next week to continue our conversation and hopefully get a little bit closer to answering the age-old question, What's What's up up with money? why you're not rich like corporations and celebrities is because you're ignorant and can't be trusted with money. No. I'm the finance fear. I'm your personal finance, finance fuel. The system is perfect. You are the problem. <laughs> I can change that. Let me condescend so you for a second. Let's take saving for retirement. <laughs> All you have to do is save $5,000 a year, which That's is it. like nothing to every single person, person living, living in the United, United States, States of America. That $5,000 yeah. compounded at 8% over 50 years comes out to over $3 million. Here's the best part. That 8% return is guaranteed by American <laughs> market capitalism. That $3 million is going to have the exact same buying power as it does now. Just look at the history of the, the dollar. dollar. Oh my rich gosh. isn't hard. Just work for 50 years straight without ever losing your job, getting hurt or sick, helping a family member, having kids, taking on debt, or making one single mistake. And remember what the finance viewer says. The economy only grows. It never shrinks. Nothing bad happens ever. Follow me for more finance tips. That's amazing. That is the energy one of every finance guru on TikTok. I know. That he, he really nailed that. Uh, two. <laughs> nothing bad ever happens. Uh, nothing bad ever happens. I think that is so appropriate for this episode because it really hones in on why you must be mindful about your money because... You can't trust uh, <laughs> just anyone. Uh, in, in, in what he's parodying, uh, par- parodying, um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Wow, it's that. That's amazing. That was amazing. Your eight percent return is guaranteed, guaranteed by American capitalism. Yeah, it, the dollar will be the same amount now uh, later than it is now. Um, wow, it's so good. It's I mean, it's all the, it's all the things that people are becoming wise to and yeah and i i love the people that try and make it fun well this is this is again we talked about earlier about uh the good the good of tiktok yeah. because 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 there are those on tiktok on finance tiktok they are seeing all this and are like yeah. realizing like wait okay come hold on. on yeah come on when if you watch the video it's like guaranteed by the american American capitalism, it's got all the ups and downs of yeah. the market behind him and like yeah. value of the dollar, just oh, yeah. tanking. So yep, yep. it's Amazing. it's great. And it's, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But this video is amazing. The video is amazing.